Welcome again to this week's edition of Kingly Conversations. And again, man, we really just want to thank everybody for listening in every week. And of course, for us, this is something that we wanted to do for a really long time. And technology really has allowed us to have that platform and given us a voice that we may not have had otherwise. And so we really appreciate everybody for tuning in. But make no mistake, right? We are certainly not what most people would call experts. But what you do get is you get three regular dudes and their experiences and how you feel about those experiences. And we really hope that it brings some level of value to you, uh, some some different perspectives and and maybe causes you to think about what you think about. Right. And so if you feel like we're doing a good job with that, hey, please share this podcast with somebody else. Just so you know, we are available pretty much everywhere. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Radio Public. We're waiting on our Pandora approval already as we speak. So if you search Kingly Conversations pretty much anywhere, you'll find us. So again, give us a like, give us a heart, share the content with somebody else if you feel like we're providing some value. And please don't forget to subscribe so that you get alerted every time we drop a new episode. Normally 10 a.m. on Saturdays, but you'll get alerted every time there's a new episode because you never know. We may have some special episodes thrown in in there. So I'm Alan. Hey, this is Afonso, also known as Twine. Mr. C. Hill, your mentor, your friend. That was good. This is not uh, <laughs> R&B radio, sir. You over here. Hey, that Dr. was good. <laughs> but listen, Stay let's get tuned. into this week's topic. Man, that's crazy. It's just ridiculous, man. I love it. Oh, man. All right, man. What's, what are we talking about? Uh, we're talking about the cost of your past. Yeah, cost so, of your past. So since this, since, you know. Whose topic was this? Who came up with this? I think it was mine. Oh, okay. Well, let's let's get started here, man. Let's, let's go. go ahead and get into it. Uh, the cost of the past, I mentioned it in the conversation because I realized in reflection that it was something that was necessary for me to acknowledge, for me to move forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a long time, I was stuck in the past, and I, I kept doing the same things. Things kept reoccurring, and I couldn't figure out why. So with that being said, once I took a look at my past and I realized what I was doing wrong and some of the things I allowed to, to happen uh, without any correction, I realized how much it was costing me and I had to make a change. I got you. So that's what I want to talk about today, mm. which I got on. <laughs> mm. So what personal experience taught you the biggest lesson? Personal experience taught me the I'm sure everybody has like a bunch of them, but what's what's one that really taught you a lesson? I would say letting go. One of one of my one of the experiences I learned that um, I I was not letting go a lot of things. I was holding on to things that were were holding me back. And so, what what happened that made you realize? Okay, I need to let go. To be honest with you, I was just backed in the corner, and I had a lot of time to reflect on. Well, I had to think about my next move, mm-hmm. and in doing so, 
it made me think back, okay, why am I here now? What put me in this position where I feel as if I'm backed in the corner and my options was low, slim. So when I let go of all the the hurt that I held on to from past relationships, the all the hurt I held on to for uh, not knowing my biological parents, the hurt. There's, there's a lot of things I can go into, and if you want, we can talk on a personal, face-to-face basis. But <laughs> to keep this conversation moving forward, it was a lot of hurt that I was holding on to, and I let it go, and it felt great. Mm. And the moment I did it, I felt, I'm not over-exaggerating, I felt a relief off my shoulder. Mm-hmm. I was lighter, and I was able to deal with people how can I say this? I was able to deal with people with a better knowledge, with a better mm-hmm. understanding. Mm-hmm. I know, I, I knew the positions, like everybody has a role in your life. And mm-hmm. People say that people come in your life, some are seasoned and some are um, uh, forever, yep. whatever the case is. I, I started compartmentalizing all of that and it helped me get past, um, it helped me get better overall. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Was one of your personal experiences or experience from the past that taught you the biggest lesson, or a lesson? It doesn't have to be the biggest life lesson in the world, but that's a lot of lessons. But yeah, well, and I I will say that for me, for me, uh, a couple lessons that clearly I didn't learn it the first time um, was. Came about because of a story I told before, which was uh, when I got arrested or whatever, right? Um, That wasn't the first time I had been doing some stuff I didn't really have any business doing. Uh, When I was a a young whippersnapper, right, living in Fayetteville, North Carolina, me and a, there was was an abandoned trailer, um, well, abandoned to the extent that nobody lived in it. So a couple of friends or frenemies, however you want to term it at this point, uh, because they manipulated me into doing some some stuff I shouldn't have been doing. We uh, ran up in this trailer park and, you know, started essentially vandalizing this trailer and trying to break into it. It was empty, but we started vandalizing this trailer and trying to break into it. And I will never forget the horror when we got caught, <laughs> which is funny now. It wasn't funny then. I was crying because I was young. Um, I mean, I probably because yeah, because I would have been eight or nine. Um, and so uh, for me, that that what it taught me was that this is probably I mean, it was a, an abrupt lesson, and this is probably not the direction you want to go in. So when other people <coughs> presented me with opportunities to go in those directions, nine times out of ten there was a one, but there's nine times out of ten it was like, nah, nah, I'm good. I don't. I don't need any parts of that. And I would, you know, play it off like I'm too pretty to go to jail and all this other stuff. But, you know, I mean, it really it really was was all the way back to Fayetteville, eight years old and getting caught with that with that trailer. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas, you know, most people might have waited till they were much older. You know, so I essentially didn't do anything stupid for like 10 years and then decided to do something stupid and then haven't done anything stupid since. So, um but, you know, fortunately for me, you know, I didn't, um, you know, if there were any other lessons that I would say, you know, one of the, because one of the things that um, 
a lot of people I'm sure have to deal with, not had to deal with, with, you know, as, as a child, when your parents separate, you feel as though you had a role to play in that, even though you didn't. And so until somebody says to you as the child that it had nothing to, until really until you become an adult, unless somebody says it, you don't understand that some people just don't work great together. Mm. Right. And so you can still, but you can still hold on to that, which is why so many people from uh, separated and divorced households always hold out hope that their parents are going to get back together. And I knew a couple of years later they wouldn't get back together because my father got remarried. <laughs> but I was like, well, <laughs> that's the end of that. Um, but I think that, you know, you still hold on to that because you feel as though some of it was your fault, even though, like I said, it really wasn't. So I learned that don't, don't blame yourself. Don't take it personal. Don't take it personal just because you, because th- until, unless somebody says this was your fault, do not, do not include yourself in it. Don't put your, don't put, don't put any culpability, no fault on you. If you didn't actually have a role to play in that thing. And that just took, it took getting older. That's good. I don't know when anybody said it, but I, it took getting older for me to realize, you know, that didn't, that had nothing to do with me. Right. That was, that was whatever issues that they uh, couldn't come to agreement on. And that was the end of that. Calvin, okay. um, what it's simple. It's funny because I got it with me. <laughs> it was um, I was in El Centro, California, and a lady manipulated me. Manipulated, manipulated him to the cook. And she she convinced me that I would look good in these sunglasses. Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm about to. I'm listen, all you listeners. I'm about to help you. <laughs> I'm about to help you. <laughs> so listen. Okay, go ahead, man. You good. So you good. The lady, she, she, she. You know how you walking through the mall, and they start talking to you, and oh, the, yeah. and she, and and the funny part. Okay, she was halfway attractive, but she, she kind of grabbed me and was like, "Hey, you would look good with these glasses," and she just put them on my face, and I said, "Really?" And she said, "Yeah, look, look, come, hey, you come here and 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 sold it." So I'm like, "Okay, how much are they?" <laughs> it's about to be expensive. It's an expensive lesson. This is this is it. I'm this is it. Now, now I'm gonna look. I'm gonna show the camera because yes, I still have these. I bought them in 2000. And as a reminder, as a reminder, Bro, I tape? kept them. That yes, they what are broken. <laughs> listen, look, listen, to, listen to me, y'all. These glasses. Let me tell you how beat up they are. They have tape on the arm. Yes. They do. One of the nose nose uh, pads. The nose pads are missing. Disappeared. If I push hard on the right lens, the right lens pops out. Oh wow! And no, no, I don't have to push hard. Okay. But guess what? You scratches on the lens. Okay. Look at the top of it. What does that say? It says I'm reading Gucci. Is that say Gucci? That's what it says. Okay, that's Gucci. All right. I spent three hundred. $68.22. Just can't hide that money, Calvin. Just can't hide that money. I spent all this money on these sunglasses because I got hustled. <laughs> now, no, okay, okay. I, I had the money. I had the money. It wasn't, it didn't hurt at the time. So it was just like, okay, whatever. Just boom, there it is. You fool. Absolute idiot. <laughs> <laughs> the drop was a bomb. 
But how, so, oh my goodness! So what did they? What did they teach you though? The le- exactly. <laughs> the the lesson? lesson is: don't waste your money trying to impress nobody. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't waste your money. Now it would have been t- like it would have been different way. to me if you liked it. Like if it you were just matter. like I saw I the like, glasses and I, I like love it. the glasses. I see it because you look, still got them. I with still all got them. But I keep them because it's they teach me a lesson. That is a lesson. It's a reminder every day. Hey Calvin, don't waste your money. I mean that is a nice truck you got. You should give it to me. Hey, well listen, let chill out. We ain't talking about that. We ain't talking about these glasses right now. We ain't talking about some broke Gucci glasses. And I keep them with me. I keep them with me. Nice. Because I don't care what what the label is. I don't care. Some people say, yeah, oh, they look nice. Oh, they what? I don't care about your name. Some people into them labels. No, because. Sometimes the people we're trying to impress don't care nothing about us. Oh, absolutely. They don't care what your that, clothes, that your dress, and all that other stuff. No, no, chill out. That, that was a lesson. That was for me. For me, that was a major lesson. On okay, you you might need to watch how you spend your money mm-hmm. and don't be hustled. I, it's different if you if like he, like Alan said if you want if you see something you like it like hey right. cool, that's one but don't. Allow yeah, somebody to pull right. you by your arm and say, "Hey, hey, you you would look nice." I was thinking something. You was walking down here, and I saw these glasses, and I saw you. I was like, "You know what? That's a perfect match." <laughs> no, <laughs> but that's what salespeople do. They she they did a job, she did she, it well, she, yeah, and I yeah. and I end up buying the glasses. The glasses should have ran up on a lesson. Ran up on twine with some beard over, like feel this. <laughs> Slapped it on his face. Oh my god, is my beard floating? Look. <laughs> that reminds me of the people, you know, the salespeople that used to sell vacuums. So they, you open the door, they throw a bag of dirt inside. So they, oh, they gotta oh, clean it up. So they can come in and clean it with the vacuum and show you that how good it works. That is cold. That is oh, cold. Man. I like it. So as far as, I guess you said that you learned a lesson about um, not not trying to please everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mm-hmm. also mentioned not taking things personal. I also mentioned something about uh, letting go, mm-hmm. just things that. Are irrelevant. Um, how was what, like what sacrifices did y'all have like go through to go through that transition? It's, to, I, I have to make big, it stick. I, I have two big sacrifices that I know, I know, was a major cost, and I had to pay it. Some some costs in life you have to pay the price to get it. So the first one was joining the Marine Corps. Okay, I had to pay that price. I couldn't. I couldn't go to college. I wasn't disciplined enough to go to college, and I didn't have the. the well, I I didn't take the opportunity in high school, and do what I needed to do to pay the price there. So once I got of age, I had to pay the price, and join the military. That's the rule in a lot of black families' yeah. house. You either go into college or you go in the military. But you're not staying here and being lazy. Hey, matter of fact, I think most men need to understand that most of our young men, most of our uh, mentees, y'all understand that. A man that doesn't work and doesn't prepare himself for that next phase of life, you're you're not thinking ahead. You're not being wise. Just want to throw that out there. But that's a price I had to pay. I had to join the Marine Corps. Right. And that sacrifice prepared me 
going through the boot camp, going through the MOS school and everything else. That actually helped going to Iraq. That actually helped. That was a price, I, a sacrifice we all made. And that I say it benefited me in the long run. Got it. Yeah. So you said two. Oh, the second one was, um, so after we got home from Iraq and I had to, I was about to lose a job and I had to choose whether to stay here in Virginia or move to Texas. The sacrifice came. I had to choose to leave my wife, well, my girlfriend at the time, and my child again. Mm-hmm. But I knew I didn't want to go without a job. I didn't want to end up homeless again. I had to pay a price. I had to sacrifice, do something I did not want to do to make sure I could take care of my family. That's that's the thing that I had to do. I had to sacrifice that. I had to pay that price. So I can make sure my family was taken care of in the future. Gotcha, Alan. Uh, you know, I was thinking about that. I don't. I don't even know. I don't know that. Um, I don't know that there was a, sacrifice, a specific sacrifice that changed me. I mean, because obviously I joined the Marine Corps, but I didn't do it necessarily. At least not in my mind, as a sacrifice. Um, I've certainly. Uh, Sacrifice relationships, right? But that was primarily, I guess that does change you because you don't go in a direction that you might have gone mm-hmm. in. But I've definitely that sacrificed changes. some relationships because, um, you know, my thing was always one, especially the making the, the mistakes I'd made, right? I was just like, I know that this is, if, some, if I could see that somebody was going in a direction that I was like, I can't. I can't go in that direction with you. I had no problems, no matter how much it might bother me, no matter how, what kind of relationship we had prior to that. I had no problem saying, mm-hmm. wiping my hands and saying, well, you, you got to go do that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep doing this over here, whatever that, whatever that this was. And I mean, it was even some, 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 familial relationships that I, that I had to end up doing that with, because I was just like, look, I ain't, I ain't going to jail. I know my I know myself and I know that I am fully invested in whatever I may be. If I'm going to do it and and if I'm going to do it, I'm either going to do it all the way or barely. Mm-hmm. And I knew if I had started uh, doing the things that they were doing, uh, it would have either led to a bunch of other people being dead or me, right. one or the other. <sighs> Bunch of other people than me, because my thing was was always like if I'm gonna do if I'm if I'm gonna get arrested for crime, I may as well make it worth it. <laughs> you gonna hear about me? <laughs> you gonna you? I will be, be I will be in a book somewhere. You gonna be teaching about me in history class if I'm going down. You gonna be in the news? Stay away from that. For sure. <laughs> Got to man, but that's just. But I knew that was I knew that was my personality. So I said I can't. Uh, I knew I couldn't allow myself to be influenced or manipulated. Gotcha. Um, because I knew where it would lead. What's the, what's the sacrifice that changed you, Fonzo? <clears throat> uh, uh, yeah. Well, if you're listening, no I'm joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will say the biggest sacrifice that I I've made is uh, l- losing people in my life. I had to be willing to let go of a lot of the energy that I did not perceive good. Well, it wasn't, like Alan said, it wasn't headed in the direction that I wanted to go. Um, 
So if it was negative or positive, or if I saw that you, your actions didn't match up with your words, I had to let you go. Um, so for me, and, you know, being adopted, you know, family, my perception of family is different or it was different. So a lot of the family members that I, I you know, I, I don't talk to a lot of them. There's um, a handful that I, not to say that they did anything bad or good. Mm-hmm. Uh, some, I, I really don't communicate that well and I'm working on that. But for the ones I do communicate with them, when I talk to them, it's like we, we pick up where we left off. Like we didn't miss any time in between. However, there are some members that I could, I could not talk to them for the rest of my life and I'll be good. So mm. um, having that as I a second, you know, having that, that loss, that was a sacrifice for me. But like I said, it, it's something that um, I'll, I'll segue into my next, uh, to a next point of it made me stronger. It definitely made me stronger as a person because I was able to get out of the fog and I, I had much more clarity in what I wanted to do, how I wanted to do it, what's, you know, just all the steps that I had to take. Uh, when I did separate myself, I had more time to think, like, okay, what is my next move? I had to build my credit. What is my next move? I had to build up my funds. What, what's my next move? I was able to maneuver without people pulling and constantly taking and taking. Mm. And that and, and that for me was um, one of the things. I mean, it hurt at the same time, and it made me stronger. So uh, that's that's all I got for that one, man. Uh, y'all too, as far as uh, disappointments or hurts that that make you or made you stronger today. I got a rough one. I'll keep going. I got a rough one. I got a rough one. I'm okay. sure. I, I, I'll, I'll be transparent. I don't mind being transparent. Because, okay, one of my biggest hurts, but it made me stronger, was dealing with my dad. Okay. That's a, that's a real thing. Because it, it hurt because you, you want a certain response from your, your parents on any level, as, as from a child perspective. You want your almost like their approval on different things, and that's and that's the way it's designed. God yeah. designed it that way; it should be. And so, I didn't get a certain approval from my dad in ministry, and so it hurt at the time. But at the same time, it gave me a sense of confirmation that okay, I don't need to do that. That. That changed my attitude and changed my outlook on the ministry altogether. Because my my dad, he in in so many words, he said, "You you're not going to be a pastor, or you won't, you shouldn't, you're not going to be a pastor here." And that changed my outlook. Because oftentimes, I take a lot of things when someone rejects something, or you experience rejection in your life. That's actually God's direction for your life. So that made me stronger. It hurt at the time, yeah. but overall it made me stronger. And it helped me to understand things differently and to see things differently. So that's a, that was a major one. And I, I, I would 
tell anybody, especially all our listeners, whenever you feel rejected about something or from somebody, take it as a good thing that lets you know you don't need to be around them. <laughs> go listen. Uh, look. Hey, ET said it. E, uh, ET, ET said, go where you're celebrated and not tolerated. Oh, that's a good one. Go exactly like, and, and it makes a huge difference in your life because it then does. you're motivated oh, man. and you uh, push the. Hey, man, it it, it, it really. Changed. I appreciate ET, but somebody else said it before he did. I, I, I never. <laughs> <laughs> and look, I know, but somebody else but it, said it for when you. I heard it. That guy said, and I was like, oh, "I know man. it." I mean, well, that's 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 how it always is. You know, you know how it is in, yeah, in this, yeah. in this Motiv- arena. It's like it's like I, I'm gonna give you credit twice, <laughs> and after that, it's mine. <laughs> that's how it goes, man. But and I can I can I can certainly appreciate that. I know for for me, uh, so uh, one of the things that was disappointing to me that actually turned into fuel was you know when I when I uh, had when I called my dad to tell him I was going to join the Marine Corps, he was like. Oh, you're not gonna be to do that. Mm. Mm-hmm. What? Right, right, right. Why? One, my name was. Why would you think a child you raised couldn't do anything, anything that right. they set their mind to? Right. Um, and so, of course, for me, it was like, okay, word challenge. I'm going to challenge. <laughs> so I was like, I'm now. I'm definitely going in. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, it was it was it was cool. Got an E five my first enlistment. So I was like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I gotta remember where these buttons are, man. But um, but you know, so my thing was, so now I'm now I am going to succeed mm-hmm. because you didn't think I could. I'm mm-hmm. big on that too. And I didn't know, and and it wasn't until years later that you know he had t- he told me years later that you know because he had talked about his experience in the Navy and you know how boot camp was for him, and I'm thinking, well. <laughs> you know, I'm, I ain't even gonna tell you what I was thinking at the time, but I was like, if that's Listen, what happened in Navy boot camp, we, man, we get out of here. We love all military. We we For love sure. y'all. We appreciate y'all. But it's nothing like the Marine Corps. Come on, man. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> what <are you> doing? <laughs> no, so but I, when he told me about his experience in Navy boot camp, you know, because you know he was talking about how you know some nights he was crying and whatnot, and I was just like, Navy boot camp. <laughs> like <laughs> after I went through, I was like, Navy boot camp. Like what happened? What happened, my guy? But uh, but did you die? But did you die? That was all. Look, look. So so that so that that just that made me stronger because it forced me. From that, I never really sought approval yeah. from that point on. That's, yeah, that's good. and I and which is which is weird because I was already, um, how was I? I was already eighteen, so you know, it wasn't like I, by society standards, I was an adult. But I mean, we still, you know, I still sought to, you know, make sure that my parents were approved of the lifestyle choices that I made. And at that point, I was just like, whatever. Mm-hmm. At least for, from from. From my, my dad's perspective, I was just like, "Well, okay, I'm not, I'm not seeking your approval mm-hmm. <laughs> at this point." That, that changes um, you. That changes. It does. So it made me strong because at that point, I didn't really, um, I wasn't really worried about what anybody had to say. Because my thing was, I mean, especially once I got out of boot camp, you couldn't tell me nothing. Because I was like, I've done something that one right. very few people will I do. Right. I can't um, say that I, at a younger age, I did not have that mentality. I didn't, as far as seeking other people's approval. Cause I, w- it was bad. Like I was, <laughs> I was, I was, I was no, 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 <laughs> like no, no. I'm saying that I was seeking approval from okay. people that didn't. You know, it didn't even matter that 
they cared or their opinion mattered, but I was still seeking I got you. approval from them. Like I did not have that until I was later later on in life. But once that switch clicked, oh, mm-hmm. it was magnificent. It mm-hmm. was beautiful. I get it. It was beautiful, man. So I'm I'm, I'm catching up late, but <laughs> <laughs> I get it now. I think I think a, a lot of hurts or disappointments <clears throat> that we do experience that helps mold us. Yeah, that's that true. Help, help shape. I mean, they say anything that doesn't kill you makes you stronger. That's what they say. Yeah. That's what they say. I'm or they give you mental, mental issues. <laughs> or they give you mental issues. <laughs> but but honestly, for me, a lot of the things we when we first experience them, it seems to be hurtful and painful and all that good stuff. Why is this happening but, to me? Right. But you have to take that and use it. Like you said, you use it for fuel. Use it. You use it to push you further. You it, it takes on a different aspect. And it depends on your attitude. That's true. Your attitude about a lot of it. But well, <clears throat> go ahead. No, I was saying like once once you get to a more comfortable state of mind, you'll be able to take those and make and and chat it becomes a challenge to you then, like like Alan said. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you're not going to tell me what I'm going to do or what I'm, I'm going to show you. Would you trade your past? Would you, if you could do it again, if you could change different scenarios in your life, would you, would you want to? Here, here's the problem. So this is, and this is, because sometimes, sometimes I'm inclined to say yes. But then I always think about the fact that every decision that I've ever made has me sitting in this chair right now talking in this microphone. Mm-hmm. And if I changed any of them, I mean, think about think about this. So if I had made a decision, if I had not make the, made the decision to join the United States Marine Corps, we wouldn't be sitting at this table because I would have never met Zoe. Right. If I and, and then even on top of that, if I hadn't chosen to be a reservist initially and been a 6112 helicopter mechanic, I would have been in another shop. And right. guess what? We wouldn't have been roommates. <laughs> More than likely. Because <laughs> our school was eight weeks and it was in one place. If And if I hadn't made a decision to go to the gym when I got back on my 10-day liberty that they took my 10 days of leave for, mm-hmm. you know, 10 days you get in between mm-hmm, boots, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have gotten injured. And I still probably wouldn't have been his roommate because I would have been there so much That's earlier funny. than him. That's funny. So I, I look at it as all of these small decisions. And it, even on top of that, because I, I, it's amazing to me the cascade of decisions based on that, that happen from each and every decision that you make. Right. So if I hadn't joined the Marine Corps... I probably wouldn't have changed my major in college and wouldn't have been and wouldn't have been introduced to my wife. <laughs> That's funny. Now it took us, you know, Shout years. out to Janine Shorter. Took took it took yeah. us years to get together, but I I knew from the moment I saw her. You were talking about that girl in Iraq. I was. But <laughs> but here was the thing. But I knew that I needed to work on me because one of the things that I, re- and she doesn't remember saying it, but I remember <laughs> it, but she said that I was average and I was like, Oh no, no, no. Well then I got to go to work to make that not true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I got to go to work. Though. She did say that. <laughs> man. She said that. I remember it like it was yesterday. You need to be extraordinary. So, so I went, so I, and, and fortunately for me, and I, you know, some of that credit to the personal development and everything else. Mm-hmm. But so I, I just look at the fact that, 
one decision, and even I'll even and, and every decision just affected the next decision. Every decision <laughs> just affected the next decision, I right? Sound effect, but um, because I, I mean, I look at it from the from from those standpoints. Because had I not been, and even it's so many. I, but see, the problem is I remember all these choices. I chose to go to the administration building at Norfolk State, and happened to and just happened to be two Marine Corps recruiters in there. And I just happened the same day was checking my GPA to see really where I stood and thought I was doing bad. Had I talked to my friends that I was in school with, I wouldn't have been in the Marine Corps because I had a better GPA than all of them. But I thought because I had, unfortunately, they had expectations because my aunt went to William and Mary, which is another green and gold, not the real one, but it's another green mm-hmm. and gold. Um, and she had she had a high GPA there. And so I'm like, I'm sitting here like, man, what the heck am I doing? <laughs> and so I joined the Marine Corps. And everything else that has happened happened because of those decisions. Right. right. So, so no, I would not. I wouldn't change anything. I was, there are some things that, sure, should I, do I feel like I should have done them sooner? Absolutely. But uh, because I know the trajectory that I'm on, I don't know that I would change anything for me. That's great. So I guess it's on me. Uh, if you would have asked me this question five years or so ago, I would have told you yes. But uh, we are here in the present, and I would say I would have to agree with Alan and say no. A lot of decisions and a lot of things that have happened has given me a unique look in life, in regards of through hard work, through pushing and and trying to achieve something regardless if you know the circumstances don't stack up in your favor you can still make it mm-hmm. so like you said I wouldn't have met y'all um, I wouldn't have been in the position I'm in now I w- there's a lot of things that uh, I think would have been different and also I would like to say that I know what it would have been like if it was going if it was different compared to being adopted and re- learning about my you know biological family history mm. i know what the difference was mm. between the two it's after the fact i mean i didn't have the opportunity to experience it however yeah. I, I think that everything happened for a reason and i'm I'm comfortable with that man i'm mm-hmm. good with it you that's um <coughs> i, I changed all of it <laughs> no i wouldn't i would I couldn't say it with a straight face that I wouldn't change everything. But now, are we talking about I, particular things no, like tweaking no, or like in general? In general, okay. In general. I, I I have learned to appreciate what I've gone through. Mm-hmm. I, I I've learned to I can agree be to grateful and thankful because it could have been worse. That's true. To, for me personally speaking, I know mine. <laughs> I know mine <laughs> went way <laughs> left. Long time ago I mean ugly ugly Okay Super ugly The bus ugly? Ugly ugly (laughs) Okay Like okay That's what I'm saying If it was not If it wasn't for that desert experience I would have been that goon I would have been that bad guy And had I not had that experience With you guys in the desert With the personal development With a spiritual encounter with uh, enlightenment, with getting in shape. If I never experienced all of that, mm-hmm. I would have still been on a self-destructive path. There was no ifs, ands, or buts about that one. 
I know, I know two major events in my life that kind of pushed me on the right direction. Hmm. I understand. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. I'm grateful now. You know, there was a major event in the desert that changed my life too. Outside, outside of getting the truth from you, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if y'all remember it. It was at a Bible study, and uh, you remember that? You remember that? that uh, the mist? Oh no, not the mist. That was that. That, no, that was, was crazy. that was crazy. Um, you remember the big old was it was it staff sergeant? Was he a gunner? But he was like huge, huge black dude. The deacon. He was one. Yeah, he was one of the deacons. Okay. Um, and they were they were talking about uh, they were talking about a text a, p- a piece of text and they said you know there was weeping and gnashing of teeth I don't know if y'all remember that and then he, right after he said gnashing of teeth he says it means they tried to bite him and I'm like <laughs> I'm like bro bro that is not what gnashing of teeth means so then I know you don't that taught me I was like okay don't trust none of these preachers and read it for yourself read, read. and that's where it came read your Bible Man, that, that was a lot of different oh my gosh denominations if you will out there a lot of different divinations yeah all that all in one so but I, it's I, no I, that it, just that was just education that, man that, just, that, that was not denominations <laughs> that was education my man didn't even look up the word national he just made it up that means they had a slurpee like come Come on, man! You can't, you can't do that. <laughs> they had a seven. No. And, and, but I mean, think about it. if if I'm. What if I was the only one that looked it up, and everybody else is just right, out there? But, yeah, they were trying to bite that's people. Why, that's why I always encourage everybody. If if you're a Christian and you believe the Bible, read it, practice it, and teach it. You, well, yeah, okay, Jim Rohn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even if I would say whatever you believe, whatever you do, study, but, practice, right. Teach right, but most most of us have to go listen to that. Most of us have bad habits, and we're getting better. We're getting better, and I believe what's the percentage? Ten percent, ten percent, ten percent. Well, either way, either way, and it's funny that ten percent comes up in your money too. Well, that's not that's I'm not that's not, not, not the topic. Look, look, not, not, we, we have a we have a financial discussion on the list. Yeah, so. but I'm not gonna get Don't into all get that. Me people. I'm not getting all, we, have, we have we have a financial discussion in here. Some people think so. that's a manipulation, but anyway. it is a manipulation. Anyway. Well, I mean, listen, but it's it, it's in the book. Okay, all right, well, we'll get on that one day. We'll get, I mean, listen, I mean, we'll get on that one day. Ten percent of your time. All right, so ten percent of your money. What would you value? Right, but what would you value your experience if you had to put a dollar number on it? If you had to put a price, and it, uh, if you had to put a price on, how old are you? Forty. How old are you? Almost forty. Forty years in the wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> how much? What is the dollar amount you would put on forty years of your life? Because the funny thing about that statement, somebody did. But what is your dollar value on if you could box all of this experience up, if you could box all this knowledge, all this information, and tell somebody, all right, you can buy this for how much? What would your price be? You can't put a dollar amount on me. Oh, I put a dollar amount on it. <laughs> I mean, I put a dollar amount on it. I mean, because so the the reason I say I put a dollar amount on it is because look, do do. Yes, um, I have invested time, energy, and effort in self-education, right? Mm-hmm. And so if I were to package that up, 
and say, this is the sum total of everything that I know, everything that I've figured out, everything that I've been. Here's a here's a God learn from it. And I was and I only could and I only could offer it one time to one person. Hundred million dollars. Hundred million. Hmm. Well, I don't have the same confidence. So uh, <laughs> but yet and still I don't want to say that what I have like my my past isn't valuable. But I just for me t- to be honest with you, I you just thinking number. about it, I can't even think of a number. And the only reason I can think of a number is because when I think about You did the math. When I look back <laughs> over my life, um I my mindset is everything that I have gone through, that I've learned, that I've studied, has preserved my mind and my life. Mm-hmm. So it would be worth at least whatever I believe my life is worth. Okay. So, so I mean, so if somebody said, if somebody said we gonna we want we want to take you out, we gonna give your family whatever number you say, hundred million dollars, I'm cooped up. Okay. Take you out. Yeah, like kill. I get that. I was just just making sure I heard it correctly. Hundred million dollars. Okay. okay. It'd be good for like thirty generations, especially if I, since I since they got my journals. It'd be good for like 30 <laughs> generations. They can be like, oh, this is what he was talking about. We can take all these mm-hmm. businesses and quadruple them. Mm-hmm. 10X all these businesses. We can 10X the shorter name. Dope. Now, uh, uh, I'm sure that uh, my wife wouldn't appreciate it. She'd rather have me here. <laughs> but, you know, a, a billion in. I mean, I can, I, can put it, I can put any number you want on it. My thing is, my mindset is I everything that I want to do is to try to one make is to essentially make it a better world for my decision for my descendants. Whoever those people happen to be. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So if a hundred hundred million dollars will do that, billion dollars will do that much nicer, but a hundred million dollars will do it. All right, Calvin, you asked the question, so I'm interested to see thirty five dollars. What dollar well, I, I got, value I got you put past life? I, I have two Two answers. You always got two answers. Because I, 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 I am. My mind, my mind argues with Such itself. A divided person. We, they call that's that schizophrenics. It's not good. As long as you don't answer back. No, nah, I don't know what they call. Man, it. I'm not a doctor. Look, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Like you said, I wouldn't put a a number on it because it's more than that. More than a number? You saying? Yeah. My 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 experience and my. My well, life. then I why did like we put this question down here then? I, I feel like <laughs> it, it, was a tri- it, it was a trick it's question. Man, whatever. <laughs> I feel like, out of here. I feel like it's, it's, it's extremely <laughs> valuable. I think seven small countries in Africa would just about do it. Well, there's a day. I mean, they're not, they're not, they're not, they're not near each other. So you want, so so you want Wakanda and what else? Exactly. (laughs) It's just ridiculous. Something, something crazy. But, but it is to me, that's why I feel like people that have lived past us or before us, that's the value that I put on them. That wisdom that the same way you feel about your 40 years, I feel like. Feel like the older people, the older yeah. generation, they have 60, 70, 80, 90 plus years. Their years are valuable to me. Yeah. That kind of, that, that's, that was the point of the question. Because <sighs> <when it's all laughs> that, oh that, that past, that cost of the past. <laughs> these loaded questions, I man. I don't understand. Loaded. Why does this guy have to do this, man? 
Hey, I can't help it. You know, it's going. It's about to be the 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 shorter and twine podcast. This guy gonna have to go. My lord, give your second answer, sir. Go ahead with the second answer. That was it. But you know, I do I do agree. I mean, there was a gentleman that lived on the same street as your dad. And I was talking to him one day, just, I don't know, he was, I was walking or something, he was outside, because I just always feel like I need to talk to my elders, because mm-hmm. they have such, they have knowledge that I was never alive right. to even see. Right. And this dude was, you know, probably in his 80s or whatever, and he was talking about some of the things that he they, he endured during the civil rights. I'm like, yo, you need to write a book, man. I'd buy that book. Uh, exactly. Because he was exactly. in the civil rights era here. And I'm like, there's a there's a whole lot of untold because most untold people don't want to talk about these stories because they do bring up bad memories and pain from the past. But I'm like, if nobody talks about it, we're gonna lose all of this knowledge. We're gonna lose. I tell people, you know, the one of the reasons I wanted to learn how to grow my own food was because how many people don't know how to grow their own food anymore? Mm. They don't know how to farm. I mean, I know Zoe does. You know, but I don't know how to take care of animals, but I'm sure, you know. Somebody does. Somebody does. They could teach me how to take Now, I don't have enough land here to take care of animals, but we do have enough land where we could have a, a, a small garden and feed ourselves year-round if we wanted to. And it's, um, I just feel like we lose when, when, when we let previous generations pass and we don't try to get some of that knowledge. Because, like, there's a, uh, the house my mother grew up in in Crestwood, my grandfather built the addition himself. Mm. I, unless you went to, to a trade school, I don't know anybody that just knows how to build it themselves. But in his generation, most men knew how to do those things themselves because they had to because the banks wouldn't give you loans. The bank, As an African-American, the banks wouldn't, wouldn't give you a loan for your house. They wouldn't give you a loan to put renovations on your house. So you had to go and buy the materials and build it yourself. So they knew My how to do the electric. Like exactly. Mm-hmm. You build houses from like ground up. Yeah. And, and, but now, I don't know how to do that. Do I, I want to learn how to do that? I can take down some walls, but as far as like whole house from scratch, yeah. nope, not a, not a skill that I. I mean, I can watch some YouTube videos. That's what we do now, right? We watch that's what everybody video. does now. Everybody, I, get everybody. I mean, I do that YouTube, when I work on my anything. car. I got somebody look. In my car, it's a whole lot of. I mean, it, it's real weird because I'm one of those people that I'm always seeking new knowledge. I'm like Sid the Science Kid. For those of y'all that know who Sid the Science Kid is, uh, I want to know everything about everything. Gotcha. And so. I mean, I watch unnecessary YouTube videos. Like, I don't really need to know how to plaster a ceiling. But I'll watch that video because I want the knowledge. I, well, I had to learn how to plaster a ceiling because I had a leak in the ceiling. <laughs> There's a leak in this old I got a, building. I got a question, last question, because yep. uh, I think we should be getting close to the finish line for we both are. of you. We are. Yep. So, in closing, in regards to dealing with the, well, the cost of your past, what are some words of encouragement you would give to the listeners in closing? Anybody? When dealing with your past, what well, words of encouragement to that's tough. Okay, I'll I, start I would, and then go ahead. I'll start and then y'all, <laughs> go ahead. Y'all can, y'all can uh, go off of that. So the title is the the cost of your past. So I would encourage people to that it, it is important to deal with your past. So for that, the cost of your past, learn from it, grow from it, and cash out. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Oh, you want me to go next? Okay. All right, fine. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> That's it. That's a wrap. <laughs> I mean, as far as me encouragement, man, I would just say that understand that, especially if you're if you're if you're attempting to do better and you're attempting to grow in your life, then don't begrudge the past that you have because the past that you have has led you to where you are now. And if you changed anything about it, I know it sometimes it's painful. I know it sometimes it's hurtful. I know it sometimes it's things you didn't want to go through. But who would you be today? If you didn't, you would you, you wouldn't be the person you are. And if you're if you're if you're excited about the person you are and the direction you're going, then don't. I mean, sure, you can maybe have believed things should work out differently. But as far as wholesale changing it, I mean, if that was the case, everybody would say, well, I wish I was born as Jeff Bezos child. And then your parents get divorced and because <laughs> he was cheating on on his wife. And now you're like, well, maybe you don't want to be Jeff Bezos child. Right. So it, it, this stuff is going to happen forever. But just. Appreciate your story for what it is and continue to build upon that story because the story is not over until you finish writing it. Y'all have a good night. Love (laughs) y'all. Yeah.